All I'm saying is that some of you are winners, but a lot of you are sinners, okay? <laughs> We're all sinners. Okay. <clears throat> so this is honestly, it's going to be like a, this is like a wax philo- philosophical sort of vibe a little bit, okay? So this is cool. You're really setting it up. I'm getting a little. No, you won't have to, I don't think you'll have to answer a, a lot of excited. shit. But basically, right, Shelly's deal, she's been waxing philosophically about coffee career more specifically, how to remain and grow your career in coffee as your personal circumstances change, a.k.a. graduate, a.k.a. getting married, a.k.a. having kids, a.k.a. I want to buy a house, a.k.a. I want to take care of extended family. So the questions are a couple things, right? What outside education slash experiences would you have taken in lieu of working in a cafe for a season when you physically or mentally, emotionally can't, question mark? Any certifications, classes, competitions, do you think would have been helpful along the way? Question mark. What were choices you made along the way that added essential knowledge or propelled you? And then there's a second part, but maybe we could just start there. Wait. Th- yeah, I know you like to. It's better for reading. There they are. I mean, here I'm. Gonna, I'm just gonna go offhand. I think we're in a different sort of world now. I honestly didn't feel like I had the. And this is maybe just me. I don't feel like I had the power or opportunity to try many things outside of my scope at the time. Some of that was my own mindset and part of growth. And I, I probably am not alone. And maybe that's why you're asking this, right? Is it just like you probably didn't feel or see as many opportunities as there are out there, right? So like, for instance, we talked to some people recently who have just funded their own trips to places to learn about shit they wanted to do. And as simple as that sounds, it's pretty profound to actually pull the trigger and take, take steps and directions to pursue things that you're interested in. I always wanted to learn more about Disney Institute and if it wasn't for Julia, like I introduced the idea, but Julia from Dune, when we were working together, she's all, hey, let's go to that and see what we learn. And I learned a lot through that process and ended up going back. But I mean, that was super helpful for me in the context of learning how values work in a business, even though we've adapted it differently than they do. That was a really important part of the jump off for my journey there. So it's hard to make the decision. I mean, what, what about you? Well, this is where it would be nice if we had an actual call-in show and we could have a conversation. And that'd be so fun. Because when she says coffee career, I don't know what she's talking about. Like, what does that mean? What right. does that mean just working at a coffee company? Does that mean barista specific thing? Does that mean roasting? Does that mean you want to run finance at a big company? Probably, I imagine it means getting to a level where you can somewhat make it. And that's, that is pretty open, right? That could it's be pretty open. Could I'm, be a cafe manager. You're right. It could be I mean, leading in, finance. It could be in that sense. Manager. It feels like, man. Okay. Well, I've, I've done certifications. I've administered certifications from the other side, you know, the Barista Guild, yeah. SCA side. I've taught all those classes. I don't feel like those are big movers. No. Specifically when you're trying to climb or even get employment. Agree. I mean, the, the best thing that you can do is do a good job where you're at and go above and beyond. But I think the step one of the first steps that needs to happen is you need to get somewhere that you want to grow in. You need to be somewhere where going up feels like it's possible and they, you know, they're willing to have that conversation with you. 
Right. I think that's why a lot of people cut and run. They either start their own cafe or just pop out of the industry altogether because, you know, you go through the usual channels for your, uh, you work in a cafe or cafe manager. Maybe you get a job in the roastery job in the roasteries seem to be kind of rare, especially Mm. if you're, you know, if you're roasting for, uh, you know, if you take a company, we have, you know, 55, 60 people on staff and seven roast coffee at the the high end. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a little bit more rare, but I think you got to have an idea of what you want to do. Yeah. What is it, you know, what does it look like? And then get somewhere where there is growth potential. So the two things that I did, which was the same thing over again, which is when I was really interested in coffee and I wasn't thinking about it necessarily from, I knew I wanted to be in coffee and make a career in it. I wasn't thinking about growth in terms of, I need to make this much money or support Mm -hmm. my family or anything. But when I left the town where I grew up and I went to San Francisco, I wanted to work for Ritual, one, because I thought they were really cool. And two, I was like, this is going to be something. Mm-hmm. Like, these people have potential. Right. It's, it, there's no doubt in my mind that this company is trending upwards. And if the company trends upwards, you have so much learning opportunity. You have opportunity to grow with it as it grows. And then rinse and repeat the same thing with Verve when I decided, you know, city's not right. You're like, you should come work here. And I'm like, Yes, not only because I thought it was cool and we were getting along, but because there was a certain trajectory that was happening. You know, um, talking to Colby and Ryan in the beginning, it was clear that they wanted more. It was clear they didn't really know what it was, yeah. but they, they, were, they were on a path to go somewhere. You know, it, was, it wasn't just dead in the water. So I think step one, figure out what you want. Step two, try to get somewhere that's not dead in the water. Then when you're there, that's where you can start to build. I mean, you can build your reputation now because there's so much you can do digitally, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like when I look at us hiring, we're not really cruising people's digital portfolios and necessarily looking for subject matter experts. Nah. Um, example, you know, we had a interview for a team leader in the roastery and Yes, that person had coffee roasting experience, specialty coffee experience, but what we were more interested in were their leadership experience, you know, former teacher, former coach. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, how are they able to move people towards a common goal? What's their experience in that? So a lot of that was had through conversation and some of the writing that that person had done. And, you know, the, the coffee thing, even though in the job description, you know, you have to have a certain amount of coffee experience. Yeah. That's not the, that wasn't the. It's not the make or break. Yeah, that's not the make or break. That was just the bonus. So it's what can you do where you're at to build your reputation and feed that out to people. And I started doing that a long time ago. Right. A long time ago. Like I started blogging right when I started working at Ritual. Actually before. before. I started blogging when I lived in Modesto. And it, you know, it wasn't anything at the time. I wasn't thinking of it as, of it as a portfolio. Right. But But as as you go. Because one thing leads to another, um, writing stuff. Then, you know, we kind of enter in this world of specialty coffee. And then there's the BGA forum, which is open access. And then there's the coffeed forum, which is an invite-only forum. You have mm-hmm. to know somebody in the forum to get invited to it. You know, this is 2005, six, something yeah, like that. right in there. So now all of a sudden, 
I want to get in the forum. I'm not just nobody. I'm a guy who works at Ritual who also has been writing about coffee for mm -hmm. however long. They're like, oh, cool. And then, you know, you poke some people and you get invited in the forum. And then you're in a different circle, right? right. You're kind of, for lack of a better term, you're in with the coffee. Yeah, you're seen. And, yeah, you're seen. And yeah. the conversations that are happening in those places around other experts are different conversations than those that happen for free in in casual places and then one thing just builds on another builds on another builds you know, on another it's kind of interesting because if i were to sum the whole thing up i would say challenge yourself consistently and also rise to challenges when they're out there right the meaning like for those who are working in the cafe you can consistently challenge yourself to be better in a million different ways and when you do that you stand out on your own, especially if you talk about it and include other people in it. Then on the other tip, it's like you learn the most by trying stuff and kind of failing or partially failing and learning through the process, right? So it's like, where can you go? Barista competitions for us. Even getting into conversations like in coffee or anywhere really with different people and different perspectives, you're challenged to think differently. You're challenged in terms of coffee like how you taste things how you perform behind a bar how you do like every time that you're challenged and you go beyond yourself where you're at in your current state are those things and I don't think they're the same for everybody but that to me seems like the common thread where can you consistently challenge yourself if it's writing a blog and you're not super comfortable about about it in it whatever it is about it could be the digital part could be the actual writing part it could be there's like a shit ton of stuff that theoretically goes into a blog that could look really simple Something is going to be challenging for you, even if it's consistency. Maybe the challenge is being consistent. Spanish, is it going to be me not giving up after a month? Or right. am I going to consistently challenge myself to be better at it? And if I do, I will be better at it. And somebody will tell me, you got really good at Spanish over the last year because I got better at it. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't want to like, it's not sugarcoated. And it's also a really non-answer answer. But I really think that at the end of the day, that's all it can, right? You challenge yourself. There's, well, by committing to go to the city and doing some shit. Yes. Challenge is part of it. I guess commitment's there, the other there's, one, There's right? a couple of different versions of challenge, though. Like, let's say, depending on... Need to... Ch well, I think I agree with you 100%. Sure, sure. Where every time, every time you clock in, every day you come to work, you have the opportunity to engage in something that you're going to learn from. Sure. You, and that's on you. You can challenge yourself every day to be the better version of who you were yesterday, better serve the people around you, be a better teammate, be a better guest service professional, mm -hmm. all of these things, better at your craft, that's on you. If you work somewhere awesome, that's great. Talked about this in orientation yesterday, is like us as a company, the organization, we're, we're responsible for setting the atmosphere, mm -hmm. you know? And if you have those two things together, then the growth can be faster. You have more mentorship and people along for the ride with you so you can go further, sooner. You can have a richer experience. But even if you have a shitty job, I think there's still something that you, there's undoubtedly something you can learn every day. You can pursue that better. I mean, we did it at Jack in the Box and McDonald's. McDonald's. They, were yeah. not, they were not great jobs. I ended up having some fun at those jobs, but oh. that's because I made the fun. Oh, you make it fun because yeah. you create the challenge for yourself. Absolutely. And then it's on, that's what that day becomes. Right. It becomes an exercise in beating the goal that you set and that makes you engaged. Right. And when you're engaged, you're having fun. You're I not mean, gonna, you're not going to have fun if you're just sitting around thinking about how much your job sucks. This is, you're that's just the really thing to not. me, right? It's like, 
are you willing to fight yourself? And essentially the challenge is how do I make this job that I maybe hate or how do I make this day that I'm not stoked on or how do I make this position that I'm working today at the fryers or the grill or wherever or the concierge in this some cases, right? How do I make that awesome when I'm walking into it and not wanting to make it awesome? And that's where your creativity can either make or break you. Yeah, I remember walking into the bun freezer where they kept the buns. And then the different kinds of buns. The were, boxes. They were in, well, these were on pallets. So they okay. would come on these big kind of uh, shallow pallets, different colors. So green, I think, was the sesame seed, like the Big Mac bun. And then there was a brown that was just the standard hamburger cheeseburger bun. And then there was another one for the quarter pounder or whatever. You'd make a whole movie, dude. You guys so, thought shallow how when you said that <laughs> shallow pallets, dude. It's like just... <laughs> It's like all the buns in there all have this is a they're, hag one. Anyway. They're all in there. So you walk in the freezer and then it's kind of, it's when you're taken and they're all in that little pallet, they're wrapped in this plastic bag and you have to take them out of the plastic bag and kind of triage them before they go out on the floor. It's kind of like a bun prep station. Yeah. So it's one part Tetris because Fuck yeah, Tetris. okay, how many, you know, how many buns of each kind that we're using? What are the most common? And mm -hmm. how do I pull those out first or rearrange the whole thing so that if I, you know, spend five minutes rearranging the pallets in the freezer or doing some of that, then it'll make the whole rest of the day cooler. And then I can burn through this way faster. And then even how do I restack the pallets before I have to take them out and run them back to, because in the mall, we'd go through this little cove and then out the oh, back you were of the, the mall. mall. I was yeah. in the mall, dude. Yeah, it was the, the worst. <laughs> Straight up deep cuts. <laughs> you think there. your job sucks? I worked at McDonald's in the mall in but Modesto. In the food court then, obviously. Just like straight a nice up meth city. To, yeah, nice to the Orange Julius and everything. So e yeah, and even to figuring out how, how you take them out so that when you stack them up in the back, they're all stacked yeah. evenly in the most efficient. Uh, it's a whole game. Yeah, which nobody cared about nobody except you probably. Nobody gave a shit, yeah. yeah. And that's... That's how you run the day, and that makes the day fun because the day, you've got a, a little challenge. You've got a you got a you got a game going on, and mm -hmm. that and that makes it tight. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. No matter where you are, all you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. With the career stuff, then it right. goes one step further because at some point, if you want to make that investment into your career, always you want to invest in yourself. But if you're talking about leveling up somewhere, it pays to make an investment that someone 
can see outside of where you are. So no, you know, I was building the the work ethic and the ability to turn seemingly mundane tasks into something that's yeah. fun and engaging, what's going to serve me anywhere. So everybody, please do that. You mm-hmm. know, listen to Jared. It's, he's right. You have an opportunity no matter what. And then, but nobody outside of McDonald's cares that I can stack it up real fast. Nah. You know, when I left McDonald's and hit the big time with Roundtable, kind of had to start proving myself all over again. Mm. Now we have these different digital opportunities or if you have leverage within an industry you know let's say you work for cat and cloud your bosses know some other people in coffee you know if if you're trying to go somewhere or make a different move most of the peeps there's, there's a lot of there's around. a lot of potential there but yeah. it, it it would kind of be nice to create something that other people could look at yeah um externally you know, wh- whatever it is. And that could be your Instagram feed. That could be the stuff you do on social media. It could be as simple as a basic website that says something that you're passionate about and, you know, clicks to what you hope to do or the work you hope to do. But I also challenge people in this situation to think about why they want to be in the coffee industry and what are the things that are motivating them to pursue that career in coffee because. With a lot of people in coffee hitting this, this crazy brick wall, and the brick wall's often opportunity and money, mostly because there's only a few coffee companies. There's only a few specialty coffee companies that are big enough at this moment where people are actually having careers at them. Yeah. You know, you can count the like number 10 of those or less. places. Yeah. You could take both hands and count up. Like, this is where you need to go if you want to have a career in coffee. Right. If you're looking at supporting a family. Especially specialty coffee. Sp- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah specialty coffee. Sure. You could probably, you could go work at Starbucks and I climb mean, the ladder and sure. work in corporate but or whatever. it would still take a long time probably. It would still take Tim a long Hortons, time. like all those ones. But there's probably not a, there's probably more opportunity at those bigger companies that are not considered. Sure. And I don't. Starbucks is technically specialty, but let's be real. There's nothing special about it. I mean, it, nobody's so. going nobody's <laughs> to sign up for this podcast we're, and be like, Starbucks is the yeah, spot. Yeah, we're talking about the, the modern specialty coffee. Yeah. So there's only a few companies that you can work for. So at some point, there's probably going to be way more hungry individuals wanting a career, and it's not going to be able to be fulfilled right now. No. So what are the things that are getting you excited about coffee, and what are other places that you can find that thing because it might not be just coffee that you love it might be the certain aspect of coffee you know right. for for me when i got into coffee coffee for a shy introverted guy being in the coffee shop gave me this social situation yeah. and that's a huge attraction of the coffee shop for me yeah and now i've found elements of that in other places you know i find the same things in certain bars or speakeasies if they have the right vibe we're both seeking out like really awesome barber shops that mm-hmm. have a, a cool energy to them, and it's I could see myself working in a barber shop. Like right. I could see myself owning a barber shop, a place where people come in, they get an amazing experience, they leave feeling better than they did when they got there. I get to help provide all that energy, and right. I get the reward for giving all that energy. Like. I love coffee, yeah, but coffee doesn't have to be the end of the line. No, there's a thing there's, that happens in there's, it. There's a thing that happens in it. And that's what we're it. trying to manifest and cultivate everywhere. Right. So if, we, if you can understand what that thing is, you might open up some possibilities that would be great for you that you didn't even know existed because you're only looking in one genre, mm-hmm. coffee. You box yourself in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you box yourself in. I feel you. It's hard. And, and 
no knock. It's easier to stay where you're comfortable. And again, that's the same. That's where it goes back to like, you might need to challenge yourself to step out. Even if you keep your job in coffee for a while, you need to start testing the waters other places to be like, oh, where does this all line up? Where does it correlate? Where am I getting that same energy from other places? Because you're, you're talking about all the places you're finding it. And I get it from different aspects of things too. And a lot of what I love to do is try to find ways to bring like fun to work and help people to remember that like it can also be a good and fun, like the day doesn't have to be shitty no matter what, like you can always have a good time. And that's part of it too for me. And so there's, there's aspects of work. There's creativity that I love too. That's where coffee's always seeming to stay with me is food and coffee are just like this culinary experience forever. I'm going to be interested in it in some capacity because I love tasting shit and making the shit taste good. Yeah. That's part of my thing, which is, and that's part of why this works, but that's where you people listening need to notice, like, what do you love so much about it? Or is it that you found some sort of measurable success in it and therefore you feel like you have to continuously chase whatever's next because you've found some form of success? I'd argue that you could probably find success in other places, too. And, and speaking directly to Shelly now, like, I know you're a really talented person, as is your husband. Like, you both, uh, you both got opportunity in many different places. And one side, if you two wanted to work in your own cafe all the time forever, it would be enough for probably your family. Just one cafe. You also would have to work in that cafe forever. Yeah. And that's part of what people don't know they're signing up for when they start cafes. <laughs> it's like, it's, the cafe provides essentially for, actually provides for like one to two people tops on like a real, real level. And then you have to expand and get bigger. And that's where the shit starts getting hard. That's, I think, that's a reality for the world that we live in. Um, she had a follow-up. That's a good question. Like, how do you, um, what kind of noise has hindered our thriving? And how do we recognize it? And in a positive spin on that, what was revealed when you cut out the extra noise? Those, that's almost an easier question than the first one. For us personally? What was yeah. the noise? Yeah, noise meaning, you know, like the distractions, the things holding us back. Dude, the noise is all a lot of the time internal. You think she's talking in starting the business or uh, in the just, way, uh, just in general? With all the changes, personal and global, I feel like we're starting to see a perspective change in society to begin to really cut through the noise in life and not only survive but thrive. So we've been kind of talking to it, but we haven't talked about what we've done specifically. For me, some of it's been really working on self-confidence and owning the truth of what we wanted to set out in this company. So much of this last year, prior to six months ago, was an absolute shit show because personally for me, like I wasn't owning what we meant. I was allowing people to dictate what our values and our mission and our vision. We've talked about this in other podcasts, but I was allowing other people to implement what they thought it meant as reality in our company because of my self-confidence issues and my boxing in of myself and my people and our abilities to grow. I boxed it. I put it in a box in some capacity and thought that it was uh, essentially limiting beliefs. I had limiting beliefs. So one, limiting beliefs. Two, just general mental health is super important and the ability to take care of yourself and have boundaries is pretty key. And then general time management to be able to focus on what is most important and then last of all, which I'm sure you'll speak to, is get in tight with your real, true, core leaders and people that you're doing the shit with and be absolutely real, mostly with what you do not want and then work on what you want to get clear on that. That, I think, to me, 
are like are the things that allow you to cut out the noise. Then you have clearer boundaries. You have clear direction. Even when you don't know specifically what it is, you know what it's not. And yeah. that to me is the most freeing thing. I'd rather explore a million ideas of what it could be than not and and like have a clarity on like what we for sure don't want it to be than the other way around where I'm like, man, that could work. And then you get down the road and be like, actually like half the people don't want to do that at all. And so that was my ramble on that. And that's kind of where I sit on it right now. You got a lot of work to do personally. And that's where I, I need to do my work right now. Yeah, man, that's a weird, that's a, it's harder to answer that question for some reason. I feel like we just talked about it though. In the you kind of did. In the sense of when I'm saying, think about what your work means to you. Think yeah. about not just your career in coffee, but what are the things in coffee that get you yeah. juiced? If you don't know that, you're fucked. Right. Because like you're saying, you don't know what the business could be. Like it could be a million different things, but I know it's definitely not that. Right. And to have some sense of that, you need to know and you need to start working on, you know, what does Jared want? Sure. What do I want? And mm -hmm. that's something that I ignored for a really long time right. too, because it feels weird to step in and say, This is our company. We started it. We had the fucking idea to make this thing <laughs> exist. Right. We had this certain set of beliefs that we thought the world would be better if they had this in it. Like, and genuinely believe that. Like, I think the world is a better place because Cat and Cloud exists. Like the, Absolutely. The inspiration and the path that we don't even always know the best way, but we're like chopping through this shit we're with a machete try. and sometimes we're taking a wrong turn. And it's so cool when other people look at it and say, you guys are going somewhere? It's inspired me to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because I see your bumps in the road and I know that I am going to have bumps in the road too. And I have bumps in the road and I think of you guys. And mm -hmm. I know that if, I'm, if I did that, you guys are doing it, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And that's sick. That's the best. And I love that. And the reality is, even though we want to create a place where people can grow and people can use their skills to, to, to like affect change and pursue this idea of better that we have a very specific way of how we want that to function. Mm -hmm. And even though we want these ideas to infect everybody so everybody can do their thing in their own way, not everybody, we don't want everybody to do it here. Nah. Like this isn't going to be a place. We are for, an incubator. For everybody's, you know, yeah. uh, everybody's whims. And it's hard to stand up and say like, hey, we really believe in this and this this way. And this is where we're coming from. Right. And... It feels selfish sometimes. It feels like people are going to hate on you because... I mean, they have know, hated on us, and, it and wasn't, that's part of it. <laughs> and it wasn't too long ago that we were in the employees' uh -huh. shoes, so we know what it feels like to see the boss doing these you know, things and being like, hey, we're going in this direction, right. and that's, that's that. It feels corny, but this is it, man. Yeah. Like, the, like, we have a really strong opinion on what we want to do, and... You have to own that for your organization to work. It, and you have to own it and believe it and posture yourself so people know you believe it. And that's the part I think that was the key. And like when we cut out the noise, it's like we had a lot of we had a lot of voices in our ears. And until we really came together and like worked on our shit, they were very much influencing, I would say, probably both of us in some oh, capacity, sure. you know, and I'll speak for myself like. 
they're in there and you're trying to like, instead of coming together and owning our vision together, the noise was overwhelming so much so that it would for a while there was like question everything and each other and everybody in it. And it was anti-unity speaking unity. And that was that, that was the, sorry if you're listening and you didn't feel that way and you're part of it, but that was the truth for how it was. It was, it was an attempt but it was not aligned and it was, it was brought a lot of trouble. Oh, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. The amazing thing is, is once you step in and you know, we connect, connect with Charles. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to, we're going to work our way out to that. We're going to work our way out. We're going to start here yeah. at the core. Yeah. Like this is the core, right? Right. Three of us are forever. The core, our business had to it's do just it. what it is. Yeah. If you start there, when we start to own that and start to have these conversations, which are oftentimes uncomfortable. Especially at first. Especially at first. They get easier. They get easier. Thankfully. But they're just uncomfortable conversations to have. Sure. You know, you have a conversation you, and someone who is totally on board 100% right now, I remember they were talking to us and say like, now, I hear you guys talking all this stuff, but the reality is I don't really know you guys. I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't trust you guys yeah. because I don't have any experience with you. I don't know what you can do. I don't know what you're capable of. Like, to me, you're just the people who own the company, and I, don't, I have experience with these other people. Yep. That's fair. Totally you're, fair. You know, you're allowed to believe that, and then we have to ask for, hey, appreciate that. We're going in this direction. This <laughs> is the direction we're going in. We think it would be rad to have you on board. If this resonates with you, cool. If it doesn't, also equally as cool. Yeah, but no we pressure. still got to go. No pressure, no harm, or foul, no foul. This is where we're going. Yeah, you know. And some people are like, "Fuck that," and some people took a chance, and it's Fuck like, this "I don't know." I, I, I don't know. There's something I believe in, and they go. Once mm. you have that point of view, everyone who is in it is so much more passionate about it, and it it gives you the things like the things that we were trying to get. By giving them, i.e. workplace autonomy, the freedom to contribute in your own way and the freedom to move the needle and like for us to be able to step away. Like we thought, okay, cool. If we just step away, those things will happen. No, like ironically, those things have happened by giving more, not directive in the sense of where I show up and tell you what to do every day, but painting that vision in a clear way where people can understand it. And then people buy in on a whole nother level. So then they take the autonomy and run. Exactly. So when we gave everybody free reign without painting a really clear picture, the organization was a wreck, right? It was a fucking train wreck, even though we were trying our best to give people the freedom to create and do the the hard work themselves. And nobody did the fucking hard work themselves. Nobody. People worked in silos. People gave half-assed attempts. People Mm -hmm. thought they were working hard and they really weren't. You know, I'll put myself in there too. That's fine. I wasn't, I wasn't that fucking awesome all the time. And now when it's on the other way, like you see people just fucking rising to the occasion and saying thank you for letting me make the it's decisions. amazing right. thank you for yeah yes like hmm. levi said that to me more times than i can count now he's like the thing i appreciate so much is just the trust yeah that you have and i'm like dude I, you earned it you know right. it we didn't give it to you just willy-nilly and maybe you don't see that you earned it but i can see what's happening we're meeting we're talking yeah there's a real relationship building that's going on and everybody who has that autonomy has now earned it and proved that they're on the same path as us, and it's a path that works for them too. It's so amazing, and it, it's fucking badass. He sent me he sent me his a write up on himself. Good, a little while back, and I was like, and F I was like, plus. bro, this is the right thing to do to send this to me. 
but you don't live on the specific, like you're, you're at the executive level now. Like you've earned the right to make mistakes. And the reason you're there is exactly what you're doing right now. Like don't stop doing this, own your miss, but recognize that like the reason you made the miss is because you're trying and you're going there and you're learning from it. You literally just wrote to me how you failed, how you're fixing it, et cetera, et cetera. And, and essentially coming clean just in case I was going to hear about it. And <laughs> great. And I'm like, this is your props. Like you're, you are already earned the right to make these, you've earned the right to make these mistakes and not get like excommunicated from the company because it, like, obviously they're not going to become a habit. So unless this becomes a habit, totally cool. Thanks for sharing. You've earned the right. Sounds like, you know, exactly what you need to not do in the future. Thank you for learning. Thank you for trying instead of not doing anything. High five. I got your back if you ever need to talk about this shit in the future. But mm. that's exactly what we need from leaders in the future because we need to consistently and you need to consistently replace yourself with somebody capable so that we can do bigger shit to provide for other people. Or else we're at the top right now and we're not going anywhere else. Yeah. That's, that's essentially how it works. Fucking real, man. The it noise cool. is all around. You know, how do you shake off the noise? Who knows? I mean, the noise is everywhere. It's you know? different for everyone. The noise, the noise is at your work. The noise is you open up your phone and there's the noise. You know, who should I be? What should I do? What should I like? What should I not? What's going on? What opinion should I no, have? I like sleep. that's all. That's all in the noise. And then there's yeah. noise in your head. What did I fuck up before? What am I gonna fuck up again? How do I get past that? Anti noise. Anti noise. Got to chip away at that noise. Breathwork, meditation, uh, time management, therapy. For me, owning it, it water, helps chip away the noise. It. It just being able to say, look at something and be like, hey, yeah, I fucking killed it right there. Mm, I'm really good, good at that. Yeah. I did a good job. Yeah. I did a good job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a second and be like, hey, you fucking crushed it. Yeah. Note Let's to go. self. Take, take note. You fucking made it happen right there. This is one of your spots. Good for you. Go make it happen somewhere. Thanks for listening, y'all. This podcast is an extension of our mission to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. If you want to get more acquainted with what we do, you can go on over to catandcloud.com. There you'll find a little bit of everything. If you want coffee, we got coffee there. If you want to be directed to some other magic media basically it's your hub for all things cat and cloud if you want to dive in on a deeper level we do have a patreon it's five dollars a month about the price of a latte each month you get a peek behind the scenes of what we do here unpacking some of the ideas that we talk about during this podcast rants and raves q a's jared and i just talking shit together Biased opinion, yes, but I think it's a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Go out and inspire someone to do something amazing. Bye.